This is the Rolling Tape Podcast, and you are listening to Matt Minton's interview from Tribeca Film Festival with Emily Rule, executive producer of Playland. Till 65. Where'd you do time? Paris. They were throwing money at me every which way. Money, dollar bill. And I'm down on my hands and he's picking up the nickels and dimes. I stood up and fell, and fell on the floor again. And I was up in my hands and he's up and down for over 20 minutes. The place was hysterical. They were going crazy. <laughs> My name is Matt Minton. I'm with The Rolling Tape, and today I'll be chatting with Emily Rule, executive producer of the new film Playland. The film will have its U.S. premiere at the 2023 Tribeca Film Festival. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Emily. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I am so excited. I leave for New York in the morning. I'm in L.A. currently, and I can't wait to get to Tribeca. Awesome. So what drew you to this specific project? Well, I think it's such a significant story that really needs to be told. Playland is a story of chosen family, of a safe space, of a community. And it is set in the Playland Cafe, which was Boston's old skate bar, which unfortunately is no longer there, but gets to live forever through this film. So I think that it was the story mixed with the visuals. I came in a little bit later, so I was able to see a rough cut of the film, and I was so blown away by the art department and the production design, and I knew that I had to be a part of it. Yeah. What was your role like as executive producer with Public School Pictures? I got to work with Jordan, our amazing writer and director, and Russell, the producer. Pretty hands-on. They're an amazing team, and I got to be involved when it came to giving input to color and sound and... Uh, and just being a part of the process and along for the ride, it was wonderful to watch Jordan do their thing. They are an amazing artist, and I find watching artists also informs your own process. And I'm super excited to, to see what public school pictures can do with them in the future. Yeah. How would you describe the film's atmosphere? I would say it's dreamy. It's a little ghostly. You know, the characters are supposed to represent the ghosts of the cafe's past it's a little bit of grit mixed with a little bit of camp and uh, sparkle. And I think that 
It's a really beautiful take on several different timelines. We're in the 40s, the 60s, the 70s, but it's a wonderful way. And I think they did a wonderful job of showing almost a 50-year history of, of a place in uh, about an hour and uh, hour and 12 minutes. What was it like to work with uh, director Jordan West? They are amazing. Such a special, special talent. And uh, they have a really specific vision. And what I always really appreciate from a director or a leader of any sorts is a backbone in their vision, but also a willingness to hear other people's perspectives. And I think that that's what Jordan does so well, giving the freedom to each department, but also really knowing exactly what they wanted and wanted to accomplish. And they're both just Russell and and Jordan, uh, Russell being the producer, are such joys to work with. I know everybody says that, but they really set the bar of of how I want to operate. And I... I'm so excited for for everybody involved. I think that great talent deserves recognition and I'm excited that that's happening. Do you think there are any other queer films that kind of serve as inspiration or that kind of you were reminded of during this film? Well, I mean, one of my favorite queer films is Blue is the Warmest Color. And I made a queer short called Blue Moon, which was definitely inspired by Blue is the Warmest Color. You know, I think that... Jordan was really inspired by a lot of the archival uh, imagery and even some of the audio footage that they found when digging around the public library in Boston. And I think that that really served to the color palette of the film. You mentioned that you directed a short film before. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So my first short that I ever directed is called Blue Moon. And it follows two women as they explore themselves and uh, one another through a night in Los Angeles. It's a bit of a snow globe experience too. I really wanted to explore the themes of love and specifically love in a single night. And it has a really fun color palette of blues and oranges. I was inspired by a sunset in LA that sounds very kind of artist of me, but I was. And uh, it changed my life. It informed so many things. And I'd never done anything before. I'd never written, I'd never directed, I'd never produced. And I took a leap of faith and knock on wood, it all worked out. And I think it was an experiment for me to do something without telling myself I couldn't do it. And I recommend everybody do that at least once in their life. So what was the like transition, I guess, from producing, directing, running Blue Moon to now producing Playland? So I made Blue Moon and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like everything I want to do every day is just to get back to that feeling I have when I'm on set. So I made Blue Moon and then I made a second short called 13 Stepping, which we're now developing into a TV show. And in the midst of 13 Stepping, I thought, oh, I should start a company so I can keep doing this over and over again. And I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like. And I came up with a name, which is Public School Pictures. And then I was introduced to Zach Parker, who is my now head of development. Zach used to run development at AMC. He was a producer on a film called Thunder Road that I'm obsessed with. And Zach's first day was April 1st, 2022. So we just came up on our one year work anniversary. And I would really say the company is, is a mix of the two of us. I think we're a huge team. We've also got Anna Patina, who's our development assistant, and uh, Cassie Vivan, who's my assistant. And it's just this collective group effort. We're constantly evolving, we're constantly finding new projects. We have merch, we have a podcast, we have a nonprofit arm. Um, it's really grown in ways that I could have never imagined, but I think it, it really is kind of a 360 approach to, to filmmaking. 
So it's it's been an exciting journey. And how do you think Playland goes about depicting queer spaces? I think Playland is a really incredible job of depicting a space that includes everybody and makes everybody feel safe. And I think my hope for this film is that someone who's struggling with their identity or their sexuality can look at this film and go, oh, there's a place for me. There's a place where I belong. Is there a specific scene or a moment in the film that really stood out to you that you would just recall? I love the dance sequence. It's one of my favorites. I also like the kind of haunting effect of Aiden Dickey's character pouring the salt into the salt shaker. <coughs> Excuse me. And the kind of air of fear. But I also really enjoyed the scene with Aiden Dickey pouring the salt into the shakers and the door swinging back and forth because I think in the mix of all of this beauty, there was kind of a, a tinge of fear at that time with being queer. And I think the film explores that too. Yeah. Why do you think it's important to tell this specific story now, especially with the film being released during Pride Month? I think these spaces are dwindling and it's important that we protect them and it's important that we protect this community. And so I think showing a space that is iconic as Playland will hopefully shed light on a cause that's extremely important. And I think everybody deserves to feel like they belong and everybody deserves to feel like they're accepted. What does it feel like to have the film now premiere? Rebecca, how do you feel about waiting for more people to see the film? I'm thrilled. As many eyes as possible. When we got into Tribeca, I think I screamed and called my mom. And um, I think that inclusivity and awareness around important topics is, is my biggest goal as a filmmaker and being involved in any project. So as many eyes as possible on important topics is, is the goal. Do you have any projects with public school pictures coming up or any of your own personal projects that you're kind of pursuing? Yeah, so 13 Stepping, we're in the midst of developing. Uh, it's a show that it's involves the world of AA and it's kind of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and it's, it's quite fun. Um, we just executive produced two shorts by Jim Cummings, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. We have a short called The Pink, which is currently in the festival circuit. It just got into Fantasia in Canada. Um, we have another film called In the Garden of Tulips, which is premiered at and is going to Palm Springs. So there's lots of things in the mix. It's quite exciting. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like it. Uh, what do you, I guess more than anything, what do you hope Playland, what, what kind of impact do you hope it has on people? I hope that everyone that watches it walks away with a feeling of understanding the importance of community and a safe space. And again, just that someone somewhere who doesn't feel safe knows that those places exist and is either inspired to find them or create them. Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say or add about the film? Yeah, I think just again, how incredible it was to work with this team of people from the talent to the producers, to the director, I love being a part of a documentary that's not just a documentary. And if you want to follow where you can watch it and where it's premiering outside of Tribeca, you can check us out on Public School Pictures on Instagram and publicschoolpictures.com. And I hope people really enjoy it because I know, I know that I did. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And I w wish you all the best. And I hope Tribeca is amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs>